hey folks we are back with retro Rides podcast once again um it's me and simon again this week uh we are here to discuss amongst other things because we tend to ramble um what sort of makes a highlight car for us so first of all hello simon hello hello here i am he's there he's at the other end of a skype call because we're all isolated for at least another three weeks um and uh, yeah, so I sent Simon earlier this week um, a picture of a Corvette that's um, on three spoke wheels. It's got wide body and it looks bonkers. It's like one of the angular sort of 80s Corvettes. Um, and I sent it. The entirety of the message was oof, question mark. Um, and occasionally I send Simon a car to say, should I put this into your thread? Often I just like find something cool. I'm just like, yeah, let's go straight in. Um, but sometimes there's things that I find that are on the border of it. And um, this was one of those. I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent convinced by it, but then I was looking at it, and the more I looked at it, I was like, "This is an amazingly weird and awesome thing." So I didn't know kind of where I stood. So I thought I didn't. I'd get Simon's um, opinion on it, and Simon said, "Probably not." I, th- I that- think. I think I said maybe. I was yeah. aware. I think I, I must have had the same thought process as you, which is I looked at it. I think it's a C5 Corvette. I think that's which the right I blue think... one with white wheels and, a, and arches and stuff. Um, yeah. And I looked at it, and as a whole, I was like, I don't know. It, yeah, it ticked all the boxes. It's got even the arches sort of had a current look about it because we're used to seeing a lot of body kits, you know, sort of Liberty Walk or Pandem or something like that. You know, we've got an ideal rocket bunny, all that sort of stuff going on, and it's not far off that. And then it's got three spokes and they're white. The colour was perfect for a bit of sort of 90s stuff. But there was just something about it that was like, mm, it's cool and I'd drive it, but is it as cool as it should be? I think that's the real question with that particular car, is it's it's it should be a lot better than it made me feel. That's interesting. So, like on an individual basis, I think um, the 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 completeness of a car doing what it's trying to achieve is perhaps um, a, a fairly big influence on on that kind of thing. Um, and we'll touch on sort of award show judging as well because that kind of comes into this as well. But I found that uh, if somebody had described that car to me. I'd have been, that sounds super interesting. And when I saw the car, I was like, that's super interesting. But then I wasn't 100% um, blown away by it. And, and perhaps that completeness like isn't there. And obviously, this is no disrespect to the builder of the car or anybody that builds any cars. If that like, guy is listening. He's still my yeah. hero. It is an yeah. awesome car. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. So, so I, I don't want at any point anyone to ever think that we're like oh this car's rubbish it's not it's incredible but the oof thread had like a has like a weird thing about it that it it almost has to be like a a a gut punch you see a car and you go that's it like just straight away um and it's very rare actually that i'll be like oh is this worth worthy and then i send it to simon and we're like oh yeah no that is fine like it, it generally is you see a car and you know and it you go you go oof that's you, what you, you do. Go, hence the you name. Go, Oof. Yeah, yeah. It hits you in the guts, and you go oof. And Oof. Um, this sort of didn't, but on a on a on a broad level, I was like, "That's amazing." So in some ways, this may end up actually being more highlighted because it may end up getting its own thread. In fact, by the time this goes out in a couple of weeks from when we're recording, um, there is probably likely to be a thread on this car on the forum. In which case, I will. Um, put uh, a link in the description of this uh, video. Uh, this video, well, video if you're on YouTube, podcast if you're on Spotify or iTunes or any of the other numerous places this podcast now appears. Hurrah! Um, and uh, there's more pictures of it now as well. Um, and in some ways, actually, that kind of counts for it in that sometimes the picture is so good that you go, oof, like there's something about the combination of car and picture and, and everything. Um, and I think the first picture I saw wasn't that type of photo. It wasn't like crushed depths of field. It wasn't like suitable angles. It was just a picture of the car. Um, and, and I think the, the context of an image helps sometimes, if you see what I mean. I do. Um, I do. You can I take a bad car and photograph it well. 
and you can take a, a good car and photograph it badly. Um, and I think there was, in the origins of the UF thread, um, part of the thing was photography. It's no good just sort of picking off a... I mean, a car would have to look really good to be in the UF thread badly photographed, if that makes sense. Yeah, I um, think you could say that um, if if a badly photographed car is in there, it's because it's impossible to take a bad photo of it because it's so yeah. good, yeah. which is almost the benchmark that you want. But in some ways, that's an impossible dream because there's very few cars that are like that. I've seen some of my favorite cars in the entire world um, have bad photographs taken of them. I've yeah. taken them for a start. I've like got, I've gone back through some of my SEMA pictures and um, some of the stuff at like members meeting and things like this, like, you know, like these sort of halo cars, these sort yeah. of things you just dream about. I look at my photo and I'm like, oh, okay. There's also um, no denying that some cars just look better in the flesh. There's some things that you're like, oh, you, you might see a magazine feature and thinking, why is everyone crazy about this car? And then you get there and you stand next to it and you go, oh, that is quite different when you're standing next to it. Um, yeah, for sure. And I, I think there's almost the opposite is true. I think there's some cars that are very photogenic mm. and then you see them in a field of other cars and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's pretty nice. But like, again, no disrespect for the builders. It's more um, the way that you're absorbing the media of these cars kind yeah. of influences your feelings towards them, I think. And it comes down to personal taste as well. It's all very well. Some guy could build a car that's exactly what he wants, and I could look at it and go, "That's uh, I don't like that at all." But it's still his car in his garage that he gets to drive and and enjoy. And if it's exactly what he wants, I once had a conversation with a guy who wanted a red '57 Chevy, and I was like, "Really, red, red? You want a red '57 Chevy?" And he said, "Yeah, that's that's what color I dream." 57 chevy is and i sort of couldn't get over the fact that it was so such a normal dream if if, if you get that um yeah. but then he said like i go to five shows a year in my red 57 chevy and there's maybe another red 57 chevy there but the rest of the time it's mine and it's in my garage if it was blue then it wouldn't be the car i wanted just for the sake of five shows so it's always good to build your car because it's for you um, so you yeah. can't judge people too much on a, on whether they built a car for you because hopefully they yeah. built a car for them. That's the thing. I think there's um, there's an interesting world in which we live where people do occasionally build cars for the consumption of other people. That's another and, skill entirely. And yeah, and that is weirdly its own little skill that you're going to build a car that people are going to talk about or people are going to make sure they see when they go to a show or whatever uh, and, and often you'll find either it's somebody that likes a little bit of self-promotion which is perfectly acceptable as far as i'm concerned um or it's um a company-based thing where they are trying to get a car that people will talk about and people will make the effort to go to their stand or whatever to go and check out hmm. um, and that's fine but i would hope that unless you're that person again not a problem um you're building a car for yourself yeah um or if but you are building it for someone else that that person you're building the car that they want rather than uh yeah. um something that's acceptable to the public as it were uh, and I, I think that that's um that's kind of one of those odd dividing lines like to remember when you're building a car to remember to build it for yourself almost because people will tell you what they think of your car online um if you're putting it out there oh i don't like your wheels i mean i've been told that a number of times about my car um and that's fine um they're, they're just wrong aren't they they're entitled to their opinion Nah, they're not they, they can stuff it but <laughs> no, um not on your but, car not my car um but like and sometimes you're trying stuff out as well like that's the other thing is that people being a bit worried about whether or not they're going to get ridiculed online i swear stops people trying stuff out and that's how you move things forward you know, you know like this, the, the... this is one of my gripes is that people tend to look at a car with the, with these funny eyes that, that that sort of blinker them when in fact i could put on a set of three spokes onto something for one show and everyone's going oh, i hate the wheels and it's like well i don't really like them they're not the wheels that that i want to run all the time but i've got a set and i'm putting them on it's yeah um you can 
you try things out, you can switch things up. The amount of people that sort of, oh, the car's nice, but I don't like the wheels on it. And it's like, you do realise you can change a set of wheels in minutes. Yeah, um, it's a bit like um, uh, Dan Haynes getting annoyed with people online when they say they don't like the stance on um, air ride cars. It's like, well, you press a button and it goes away. Yeah, what's, ooh, what's your problem? That's never going to go over the speed ramps around my way. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Um, unless you're unless you're rolling that low static, um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can put it back to stock. Looking, you've given Dan another name check. Um, yeah, I know. Although Dan is one of our judges, so he's one of the judges. So he'll he'll, t- he'll turn up later on, I'm sure. Well, yeah. not obviously on the podcast because we've not invited him yet. But um, but yeah, when we're when we're discussing the the old judging, and and I, I find actually as somebody that has a car that um, isn't where I want it and won't be for a little while yet. Um, when people go, oh, I don't like your wheels or whatever, it's like, yeah, all right. I don't really mind that. Or, you know, I wish you'd fix your door bottoms. Yeah, I wish I'd fix my door bottoms too. Yeah. But I'm fine with that. And I'm and I'm sure most people are, but sometimes I, I can see people kind of working through an idea and like partway through it, someone will go, oh, I don't like your the grey you've got there or I don't like your... I don't know the snorkel you've got on your off-road or whatever, and like by the next update, it's disappeared. Yeah. It's like, well, they were still working through that idea, and maybe they'll put it back on again later. Perhaps that will be a thing. But reacting to that before you've got to a point where you're happy with it, it is tricky. But but I have to say this: there are people out there that can build great cars. You give them a car and say, build something with this. Yeah, and they'll build you a great car again, and just again. Like, again and again, like first yeah. time. Yeah, there are other people that kind of do want input and ideas and feedback because they're not necessarily wired like that. I'm a bit like that. I didn't, particularly with the the Datsun. I was all over the place with what I wanted. I still am about what I want it to be and where I want it to get to. Is and, that because you've got lots of ideas rather yeah, than many. no ideas? Yeah, that's that's the basic problem. Is like I want it to be eight different things at once. You know, I want it to be a a street race car like style, but I also want it to be low on its custom rims. Mm-hmm. So I want it to kind of have like show car paint, um, and I want to have a, a sort of really nice plush interior. But at the same time, I also want something that's um, a bit like the Optima street car guys, yeah. where they have to run them on the roads, but they have nice interiors, all that sort of stuff, and. Like, but that's constantly changing. I, I was going to build a TS Cup racer at one point, and I was going to build um, an actual hill climb car. And, uh, and then I did the S, or got the SR20 swap done badly, and um, <laughs> it all went to hell in the handbasket. But the that is as a result of me not knowing what I wanted from the car. Um, and, and I think that having that sort of end point in mind it, it is perhaps one of the the key things when building in fact i've been considering uh a podcast episode um i've got uh callum from retro power yeah. uh, coming up to to talk to and i'm trying to get um uh kaiser the, the, the kaiser um on to talk about like his 3d renderings and stuff and obviously you do the uh, stuff in the uh, magazines your drawings and all that kind of stuff I and i kind of was thinking about doing an episode around ideation to for want of a better word um around cars and like how you pitch to get to the end point and what influences and all that stuff so i may if if there's interest in doing that i'll try and get that together but i I find i'm suffer from that and and i'm sure other people do where you kind of want to do nine different things with your car and actually a little bit of a steer from external forces sometimes helps um that's that's what what uh what i was uh was contemplating earlier when i was trying to work out what I was going to do with my Porsche, actually. So um, probably nothing is the answer. Mm. Continues to fail to fix it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much my standard state. It's just sitting there, just earning money quietly. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this is diverted somewhat off how we pick things for the oof thread. So um, I, I think, it, in fact, actually, we touched on it very briefly the uh way we judge stuff at shows is sort of kind of similar so when we do judging at gathering or weekender um it's usually a group of four 
but we're happy to have more opinions if they want if anyone wants to join us and do it um uh, we, we offered uh we've offered people before but no one seems to want to walk those not, fields not and just stuff. anyway there were loads of people coming up to us this year and expecting to be able to uh just join oh, yes. in with the judging you have to be Although, the right kind of person if, if if you've seen the uh seen an interesting car do point it out oh yeah uh, we need that still to quite large but, yeah, we do walk around the show field and say to people that we know, which is feels like nearly everybody at these shows now. And you yeah. go, what, "What have you seen?" And they go, "Have you seen that? You know, thing over there, that Chevette on banded steel or something like that?" And you go, yeah. "No, I haven't seen that, but I'm going to have a look." And also, yeah. a lot of these shows, we've been on the gate, mm. um, so we've got an idea of what we've got to then go and find in the show field. So we'll have a list of the um, prizes which I would attempt to rattle off the top of my head, but I'm going to miss one out. But it's usually at, um, at both shows, they pretty much match up. So it's Car of the Year, um, which is at the gathering, but Car of the Show at, at Weekender. Um, what else we got? Engine. Um, we've got Race, Street, um, Truck Van Wagon, um, Dare to be Different, uh, The Low Set, and something else which i can't remember but um oh i can't remember it anyway that's our prizes no one really needs to no. him fail to remember another prize um but, but i don't uh, think anyone i don't think anyone builds for the prizes like, no 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 um so i'd hate to think someone's oh, i'm definitely going to win truck van wagon this year and then we don't do it yeah yeah that's a good point um but the uh, so we're, we go around with this list in our in our hands, and I think initially, I mean, I don't know what what you do, Simon, but I, when I'm on the gate, we kind of know what this list is, and I have a little think, um, uh, just sort of particularly with some of the stuff that's a little bit harder to pick out. Weirdly, it's the smaller stuff, like the or what what I would consider the smaller stuff. So. Um, sort of low set and um, race and stuff like that tend to have a lower level of things to pick from. So car of the year is pretty much every car that comes through the gate is, could be car of the year. Um, And then I I think that the the sort of lower level prizes are harder to pick actually than the big prizes. But often um, I'll be on the gate and I, like a pickup will come through or a van will come through and I just like make a little mental note if it's made me sit up and go oh as it's arrived uh, um, but I don't know what Simon does because he's kind of on usually on the other side of the field I mean gathering is, is where it it's it's a harder process mm. because everything comes past at weekend or at the gate at Goodwood pretty much all four of us are on that gate or around that gate for most of the morning and everything that comes in the show comes through there. So we all see it together and we might give each other like a nod or a look to be like, that could be a winner. Um, whereas at the gathering, we're a bit more spread out. So what, what what's your, uh, what's your process there, Simon? I don't actually know what you do when you're not by my gate, helping me get a cup of tea or something. I just look, I mean, the thing is, is you're not switching a judging thing on because we're not, um, we're not, we're not looking for points. We're not sort of going, oh, that's a 100-point car or that one's got shinier wheels. We're just looking, looking at an overall car and then we'll go and look a bit more at it. So I'm literally just looking, the same as I would any other time something comes in and it's really interesting, then we're just like, that looks cool. I like to look at that. Or that's got, occasionally you're thinking of the categories, but a lot of the time you're just looking at the car and it's, it, does it move you and then does it fit a category, I suppose. Um, but we often end up, disagreeing and agreeing we, you get a bit of both don't you so something will come in I, I certainly i've spent half the time we've we've been walking around the show field saying what about this one i like this one because this um and we do always end up agreeing on stuff but there's definitely times that i can think of several cars that haven't won a thing that i was sure were going to um, yeah oh uh, definitely like the, the thing was because it's a group judging um it everyone has to agree or at least be convinced to agree um on the uh prize in each category so um there'll be stuff that comes in and i'm like yes that's definitely the coolest van i've seen all day say um and other people just like really that okay and and that's really interesting to me so in my head as an individual i'm like yes that's amazing um uh, because it pushes all my buttons but um, I don't know. Simon might be like, 
really i don't you know it doesn't really look better to me than this whatever that uh, that you've seen which I, I think keeps us sort of honest at least um well, we've, all got, in a, we've all got slightly different views as well as to what we actually want from a prize winner so you're looking for the car that that matches everything again i'll go back to the point that we're not looking for the cleanest or the one that's had the most money spent um, which can be really difficult, I think, for some people to understand. If they're used to doing other shows, then they're probably, I'm going to stand there, I'm going to polish. I don't think we've ever, we'll give a prize for something being really clean. I'm thinking of um, that Mark II Escort Estate. Um, oh, yeah, that which, thing was amazing. Which which had a great story, and it was a brilliant car, um, and it was and the cleanliness was really important to that car itself. But then I think about um, Gobbs' Rover P6, which I can imagine someone who spent all day cleaning something else would look at a Rover P6. He's just got an old Rover P6 and stuck some wheels on it and lowered it. And yeah. and, and it's really hard to explain those decisions. I think as the, the four main judges, we do understand that. Um, but it's it must be very difficult if you're someone who comes to a show and breaks out the polishing cloth and then spends all day going, well, these are the these are super duper BBS wheels with special lips on them or something. Um, and then we just walk straight past your car. It must be it must be pretty heartbreaking. But um, yeah, the, I, the, I, the five cars, when they're lined up or six or whatever it is, when they're lined up in a row, they, they have to represent um retro rides and we do have that conversation probably every time we walk around that show field trying to make these decisions that is we're sort of saying well yeah this car is a beautifully finished hot rod or this is an amazing mark one golf and but that's not what we're looking for we're not looking for a a hot rod that's the best hot rod amongst hot rods we're looking for a a retro rides type car a retro rides type show and it's um we we do have to make some strange decisions sometimes that I yeah, wish we I mean, could so, explain them a bit better. And even now yeah. I'm failing, I think. Well, yeah. no, I, I think that you always come back to that thing. Um, and you'll occasionally see a car that stands out uh, even at our show. So you go, oh, that's a like, hot rods are a good example. Mm. So we'll see a rod somewhere along the line. And the, the thing you always come back to, because uh, uh, sometimes I'll go, yes, I really like that. That deserves whatever low sale or something. And you say uh, at a hot rod show, that would be just another rod amongst rods. It just stands out here because it's at this show, which is in its favour to me. I like that counts it that counts for it because it's bothered to come. Yeah. Um, but then your point, and it actually comes back to what we were talking about earlier: is there is a uh, an external um, uh, impression to consider in that if we give a prize to that and other hot rodders look at it and go, oh, that's the sort of car they're giving prizes to. That's not as good as, you know, whatever world-class rod is turning up at some NSRA meet or something. Yeah. I, I think that that is, uh, that is legit um, consideration. I, we try not to consider too much about, you know, what impression uh, we might give, as illustrated by the fact that we are um, not particularly worried um, if you spent all day polishing it, if your car turns up and looks disgusting, then you know we might sort of give it a yeah. little bit of a, a li- little bit of a like that's a really nice idea, but I can't necessarily stand in front of that and say this is the best car at the show um, because you've you know it it looks a mess. If there's um, two cars if... the same, but one's clean and one's dirty, yeah. Um, but then if there's another car like your car, you might not win. Uh, two cars the same is definitely not a criteria. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I think also that it does come down a little bit, with, particularly with the retro road judging. And, and we've definitely had conversations with um, people who, if they're listening to this, probably know um, who they are, um, where they would say, oh, this is a like a winner all day at, you know, whatever, like players, which is we, we get compared to, I, I think, marginally unfairly um, sometimes, but for both of us, really. Um, and uh, or like like one of the slam gk meets or like a classic show even or whatever like oh this would win all day it's like well yeah but that's that show that's their judging criteria whatever their judging criteria might be and you know i i go to player shows and expecting to see really good quality really well thought out um usually probably fairly spendy builds um that are very clean 
um, and all of that kind of stuff. That's kind of what I expect, like from say players classic, which is what I, what I would tend to go to. And I imagine, and actually maybe I should see if I can get Jamie on here when they're doing the judging, they're considering that impression of their show. Whereas I think retro rides is always been about being a little bit different, um, potentially uh, more about that than it is about the uh, like standout build, but a standout build would still be in the running. So for example, we, we would have like, say you got, um, it's a good example. One of the BMW E30s had loads of amazing BMW E30s in the UK. Yeah. And we, always will take a look at them because they are the scene around those cars is so good and they're so well built um and you know usually they've got engine swaps usually they sit just right usually interior is trimmed nice paint all of that stuff so like we we always will take a look but at the same time if there is a car that is a little bit more of a different base model with a similar type set of mods that will always be higher in the retro rides book. Um, I think really we should probably who we say are. at this point, please don't ever try and build a car to our judging because that cannot work. If you're like no. someone taking notes now, so right, so not an E30, it's got to be different yeah. and all that. And it's like our judging is is not about trying to beat the judges. It's about just having a really cool car. I'm thinking um, the X19 from last yeah. year was it from the gathering yeah. last year that was just i mean that that's a, a winning build all the way through that had just about everything what a car that was and that was clean that, um yeah. and I, I polished it but it was also incredibly fast up the hill yeah um and uh, that and will that's be the thing. a bmw e30 built exactly the same because yeah. it's a fiat x19 yeah, that's exactly that's exactly it. And it, it, it's not that we don't like these other cars or we don't think they're prize worthy. We also have a very limited number of prizes. Oh, and the other thing I know that gets confused is people will look at the five or six cars lined up and go, that's our top five or top six. Yeah, It's not our top five or t- top six. We do categories. I stole that quite violently from uh, Moon Eyes um, shows in Japan um, where they will have these categories and they'll say, this is the best at this. So they won't go, these are the top five cars that show or top 20 cars that show. Um, and, and I get why, well, I mean, having done judging with, with you guys, you, you can see why you might do that because it's much easier to go, this is one of the top 20 cars of this show um, than it is to say, this is the best convertible we've got or whatever. Um, because you're, you're very much drawing a line under your decision and going, that's what we pick. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we're not big cash prizes. We're not big sponsor prizes. We're not that kind of thing. So I think we have a little bit of a leeway. It is just a bit of fun spice for the day, a little bit of reward for someone putting in effort and, and everything. But to be honest, if you're a retro ride show, you're pretty much already a winner because that's it. You're a retro ride show. I think yeah, we do. It, I think we do bring together uh, a group of people from all over different scenes and i think that's really why the prize has to represent that you don't want to you don't you don't want the top the cars on and the paddock there to just be for want of a better description the six cleanest cars yeah Um, or or we could say like the six fastest cars up the hill we could pick or you know the six most different cars you know we could we could do like a dare to be different and that's that's all of the prizes and that's not yeah, I don't think it represents the broad brush of the show. Yeah, you want you want you in fact you want one of them to have been a labour of love for some guy for thirty years, and you want one of them to have cost eight hundred quid and be built last week. Yeah, um, uh, that's pretty much that's the dream. You, that's what you want, and you also you, you can you think about the variation. You do want something. In fact, Hong Kong Fu Award. That's that's the missing one. <laughs> that's it. But you do you want something Japanese in there, and you want something that you do want something that represents the feel of the show. If you remember at, uh, the Weekender last year, um, it was the the skyline that yeah. we walked around, and when we had those little conversations with people, what have you seen? They all they all kept saying the skyline, the skyline, and in fact we had quite a long debate about that because it was sort of an invited car wasn't it 
Well, yeah, the it's funny that so this is one of one of the weird things that's happened over the years. Um, we've not given prizes to people we know because yeah. we're like, oh, we know them, and we can't give them prizes. And particularly, um, sort of, I'd done that with the the low set. It was kind of a bit of a rule. So for anybody that doesn't know, the low set is kind of. I was going to say a club that I run, but um, it, it's not really. It's sort of me and Dean Meeson, who owns the uh, Air Ride uh, Lotus Esprit, um, and his mate Tomo and Nick Allen, who had the Volvo uh, 1800ES and now has the DeLorean, and his brother and Andy and a few other people. It's not really a club. We basically only ever have a display at um, the Retro Rides Gathering and the Retro Rides Weekend are now, and I'll just invite anybody who I feel I want their car on my stand. But there was a rule, sort of unwritten, but pretty much discussed, that I we wouldn't give prizes to cars that were on that stand because I personally had invited them um, in some manner, or they were in my club, and it was felt, felt a little bit like nepotism. Yeah. But because we have four judges... Um, it came out that the other three uh, were very much in favour of giving Nick with the Air Ride DeLorean the car of the year last year. Well, we um, just couldn't really. You can because, imagine the photo of the lineup in some magazine or on some thread or something, and there was a an Air Ride DeLorean there, and it didn't win anything. Um, yeah. That none yeah. of us, none of us, could explain that one away. They would say, "Well, it's because David knows him; he couldn't possibly win." <laughs> um, um, and that, what the other thing we realised, sort of during the process of that, is actually over these years of doing the show, we kind of know a lot of the people that come regularly. Yeah. So, do we then get to this point where we're like, "Oh, well, we're just not gonna give prizes to people we know," because then that becomes a rather diminishing thing. Mm. Um, so that was that's been a, a, an interesting change because when we first started, we didn't really know anyone like no. we, we we knew some of the retro rides guys but they weren't like our busy mates or anything they were just well, guys we, before I'm, I'm thinking back to one of the shows at the haynes museum when we gave what was the name of the award like the lowest of the low which went to mark huxley yeah mark mm-hmm. huxley won the Didn't lowest of the low award for yeah. the first two years that we did it i think yeah. first three maybe yeah uh, and Another, uh, going back yeah. to the not giving prizes to people we know the other thing that that we're really careful not to do is if we know the story of a car or the story of a person we have to bear in mind that there could be a story attached to lots of other cars but we don't know it so you can't let that like yeah cloud your judgment too much or at least you can try and find the stories on the other cars um i go back to that blue escort estate i can't remember what the story was but there he was built a, himself he built it himself it yeah, but it was more than just that as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was, there was everything. Was, yeah, and so you've got to be aware that you can't. It, it's it's got to all come together, hasn't it? You can't just go, well, that guy built that in his garage and he hasn't got power because that could apply to half the cars there, but you don't know that. Yeah, um, that's one of the one of the problems we have found is that um, you're sort of wander around a field and you look at cars and you have no context for them. And no. sometimes that's in their favour, um, and sometimes it's it, it's not. But I have found occasionally we've given a prize to a car, and then found out the story is the guy just bought it. Nothing and it wrong all, with that. Good. And then good and then uh, yeah, that's the thing. Is then afterwards I'm like, oh, he just bought it. But I'm like, yeah, but he bought it, and then he bought it here, and he'll get the prize. Yeah. And actually, he said he just bought it, so it's not like he's claiming anything other than just buying it um so i think that that's that's sometimes but if someone comes up with almost the same car and says i've grafted for the last 10 years in my garage with greasy fingers etc etc it does tilt you a bit more towards that even if it isn't the better car which is an odd thing to to have to admit really i guess which is where i mean actually there's another couple of questions there say um retro power builds a car um can that win the prize? It should well, do if it's the best car there. And we've had retro a, a power red, cars. Eh? Yeah, a retro yeah. power car has won the prize. Um, yeah. The uh, orange Opel Ascona was built by Retro Power, but um, oh. and that won a race award. And it won a race award actually through knowledge of the car that yeah. it actually has been out and 
done right. track stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, I don't know. That was a difficult one, actually. That was a difficult year. The, the, I find the race prize actually the hardest to put together. So my original idea, and a lot of these awards are there to encourage something. My original encouragement for the race award was like race livery cars, race inspired cars. But we don't actually get that many come. Yeah. Um, so then we have to pick from cars that are either going on the track or are likely to go on the track or look like they've been on the track or we know are track cars. Um, so, yeah, um, that may well get a bit of a review. It, it's well, it's, it's it's one of those difficult things is that and which is covered by the fact that actually the 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 award is called race and it can mean several things. Um, and we've used that as not as a get out clause, but as a reason to hand a prize to a certain car before, because race can be a terrible car, not a terrible car, but a car that's not particularly fast, but has got a good, you know, livery. It's got it's got Rothman's stickers on it or something. I don't know. Um, it can be race look. And the same thing, I always find it difficult to hand out. Uh, do we even do it anymore? A best engineering award? Um, um, yeah, that because, got uh, changed over to engine because yeah. we found that we weren't actually necessarily great at judging the best engineering. Like, like Andy and and Dan probably have a bit of a better eye for it than we do. Um, but really, we were picking cars that had clearly had a lot of work. Yeah, versus cars that may well have been engineered very very well, but don't look like they've had a lot of work, which is the a last, whole different level. The, the last thing you want to do is go, yeah, this has won the best engineering award, and then someone who's got a degree in race engineering looks under it and goes, well, no, that suspension's going to bind up the moment he goes around a corner, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, which is why you you can get yeah engine award, and that can be for an unusual swap or or a clean engine, but it can be for any number of reasons. There's a flexibility in those titles for a reason, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing that, that, that I like flexibility. Cool award is the other one that um, uh, that yeah. I, I stole I stole directly from uh, Moon Eyes, and I love the idea. So it's not necessarily a car that's the best built at the show or like like that million dollar build or whatever or it's the fastest or the most different or the oddest but it's the one you just look at and go yeah that's really cool um and i i, I quite like that award it, um it sort of encompasses almost a lot more of what we're about than maybe car of the year sometimes because car of the year is that kind of halo build that one you aspire to be like whereas a cool award car is the one you probably actually drive you know, like that, yeah. that's kind of my, my aim for a car that I drive would be the cool award. I don't think I'm ever building a car of the year prize winner, but I feel I could maybe have a cool award winner in me somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I, was, I was thinking in our conversation there about another quandary that we have, which is repeat winners. Um, yeah. Is, is say someone turns up at, at the weekender um, in a air ride DeLorean. And it's clearly still the best car there, but you can't just have the same car winning, can well, you? Well, that, that, that was the problem with um, Dean and his Lotus, because he yeah. kept on turning up at shows and he changed it up um, when he came to shows and stuff. Yeah. And really, that should have probably just won because it was the best car at that show every single time because it's yeah. incredible and I love it. But um, Nick, actually, with the DeLorean, is the only person so far to have won um, two Car of the Years because he had the P1800, which um, won the year it had apocalyptic rain and never managed to get his prize as a result. Um, and uh, There's a story then... about the P1800 as well, which was, if you remember, unless I've gone insane here, is that he didn't turn up until really late, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he turned up at like 12 or something just before we were about to do the awards. I'd been standing up the hill on a trade stand and hadn't really got out that much. I'd been standing at the top selling merch or whatever, and I glimpsed out the corner of my eye driving across the bottom of the field a P1800 that was just slammed on shiny wheels. And I'm like, anyone else see that? And when it came to sort of discussing the judging as we do, what have you seen? And I was like, have you seen that P1800? And everyone's going, what P1800? I haven't seen it. And said, it definitely exists, and we, we had to find it. Um, yeah. Just caught it out of the corner of our eye and didn't know anything about it. Um, it was a... That's a weird one, that is. And I suppose that's 
kind of an example of how our judging system works. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> in the, but I, I, not... but that's also the dream as a judge, right? So so obviously we're on Instagram and, and all that kind of stuff. So we and I'm particularly with the weekender because every car that comes to the weekend is generally booked in. Mm. We know kind of what's coming and we know some of the rides that are being debuted and stuff. So we're very rarely surprised by that. But no one knew Nick before he came to the show. No. And then he just turns up in this uh, 1800ES that no one knew about. It's on Air Ride. It's gold. It's really clean. It's on, I think, it BBS LM at the moment at the time. And, I don't think uh, it were, but yeah, something, some sort of something, something like that. Diamond uh, cut cross wire alloys. We'll yeah. go with other and, other brands that are available. Other brands are available. Um, and uh, yeah, just sort of out of the blue, there's this car, and it's like, yeah, that's the winner. Now, mm. if it hadn't been absolutely tipping down with rain and there being a car on fire, um, we would have got to celebrate that fact. But um, sadly, that year it all went horribly wrong. Um, well, I say the year, year of the gold Volvo. The year of the Eyes gold Volvo. Lows. Um, but um, yeah, that was uh, that's kind of the dream, uh, and that happens sometimes. You're, you're just there'll just be a car there like that. The Chevy Nova actually from um, Weekender last year was completely unexpected, yeah. um, and that kind of I really wanted to give that a prize, but um, I think uh, Steve Groves um, Hakoska kind of pipped it to the car of the year thing. It was almost a. a, a... A choice of everyone we spoke to just wouldn't let us choose anything other no. than that. I think, but that was actually there. to to come back to it. That was kind of one of our problems in that um, uh, because we know Steve, we kind of almost overlooked it. It was like, oh yeah, that that's his car. That's really nice, and you forget that the impact because you're in it, like in in that world, you forget the impact a car like that has on someone else that hasn't necessarily seen it yeah. or, or doesn't know him. Um, so so that's kind of almost the flip side is that um, the, the pure excitement is something we've never seen before turns up and it's just, yep, car of the year worthy, just straight out the bat. And then the flip side is um, the problems of actually having people that have car of the year worthy cars be friends. And, and we have such an increase in that now. Like we never used to know like Pipey and that lot with um, uh, all of his sort of Beetle um, panned cars and yeah. they've been coming to our shows for a while before we really got to know them um, and you know I think he won uh, the the low lowest or low set depending on uh, what it was called a couple of years in a row by with his beetle pan stuff because they were, they were nuts and, and the stuff coming out of um, uh, Mutley Racing was, was always quite entertaining in that regard um, and same with Ed Ratley um, Ed Ratley's van that won last year oh, oh yeah um yeah this was difficult for me that was a super difficult one for me because um i sent him the advert for that van because <laughs> we were having a conversation at the end of the previous year's gathering and um i was talking to him about nissan vans and, and various bits and pieces i'd like to import and um he's like oh yeah i'd like to import a van i was like oh yeah i know these people i look at their site fairly regularly they've got a couple of vans in at the moment i'll send them to you and then sort of a week later, I sent it to him. And then a couple of months later, it turns out that it's on a boat on the way here to Ed Ratley. This is and... a terrible admission. I have also a similar story because ah. Elk's Ascona was, I sent Elk the link to that when it had about 10 minutes left uh, on eBay. And he ended up buying that and bringing it to the gathering and winning. Um, yeah, but both of them in between us sending them the car and then turning up at the gathering made them infinitely better yeah and that's the thing is ed ratley had lowered that thing and they're, they're a pain in the ass to lower and he picked some nice wheels and he fully cleaned it up and um and you know it, it looked relatively good and it, well, it looked good in the pictures but apparently it, you know like all things once you import them you, there's more bits and pieces that needed doing and the same with um uh elks um uh yeah ascona the uh, wagon that won the, our first cool award um, you know, he'd slammed that on Hayashi's, he'd done an engine swap in it, and it was just cool. Everybody was kind of in agreement. But we very nearly didn't give that to him because yeah. we know him. And um, the same so, yeah. with, with with Eddie. And that's a, that's that's a really difficult decision. And I think it's afterwards, after the show when it's gone, and everyone's going, Oh, I love that van. Even people you wouldn't expect to, or that Opal was amazing. 
sort of it does make you think oh i've indicated i was all right to to make yeah. that decision which leads us to a real problem i have a, a i've heard a rumor that someone's bought a proper like bazooka car into the uk um and i know the guy that owns it and i don't know yeah. whether he's allowed to win because i'm telling you that thing turns up at one of our shows that's that's in for like a a prize i, um, I don't think that's allowed to win anything how how think, are you I gonna solve that, that be, problem what I'm if that's gonna, what everyone wants to win i'm gonna stick retro ride stickers all over it so uh it can't win a retro ride show the cat's out the bag isn't it you should uh yeah pretty much um, if you haven't seen it check out the retro rides instagram um because uh if you haven't worked it out yet the imported buzzazuku car is it a buzzazuku car would you say it's it technically it's a kodo racer but everyone's yeah. going to call it a buzzazuku car by the time it's got roof high exhausts yeah um, oh gosh. um uh yeah it basically you've imported it uh and you're yeah. going to be bringing it to the show but i think that might be one of those situations where you say to people so what's your car that what have you seen that's really amazing they're all going to say man that mark ii it's amazing yeah it is amazing that's why we got it but um yeah it can't win you can't win it's our car no collectively speaking uh, um yeah it's a. Uh, it's hard being a judge it would be nice if it was easy if we just go around and go that but what um, is sadly, I, I don't think we should break out the violins just yet though because one of the things is is it is really nice even though we that we we have friendly arguments about why something should or shouldn't win um it's it's really nice to be having those conversations for a reason um yeah i quite it, it's not it's not a bind sometimes it's we're tight for time because we're also running a show at the same time um and we sort of run around going oh are we going to make a decision uh, but it is really nice to be able to look at something and give it your actual seal of approval and know that it means something and and your um your decision would go somewhere and makes a difference so it's another yeah. privilege even if it, uh, it's hell sometimes i do i do like to think that um and again as a show organizers know i love you all but um I, th I like to think ours means something slightly different. We haven't just gone around and, and counted up points on a on a checkboard. And I should imagine most other the judges probably don't either, really. Um, I, but I we hope do we're get... not unfairly judging other people at shows. Yeah, just no, saying, no. you just judge people who's, who's no, got the cleanest uh, car and stuff like that. We've no, kind of we've, we've set up the award system to allow for all sorts of outliers to have a chance um, and just represent retro rides that's yeah i that's, think that's, that's the thing and I, and I think if you like retro rides um uh i like to think that um, it means something if you've gone we like your car too yeah um so uh, so that's that's important to us that you feel uh feel you're all in with a chance um except for me i'm not allowed to win well anything. no there is frankly none of my cars deserve it i can't think of any examples but there is certain things that will never let you win a prize um i should give a, a very bad example that doesn't make me look that good there was a car that got quite overlooked because i'd seen it locally driving down the middle lane of an empty motorway and uh, that's unforgivable isn't it that's an um, outrage it is uh, it, had it been a bit better it might have won still but i do yeah, remember. We, we, we do occasionally overrule you with uh with something and you occasionally overrule me because i'm like yeah, that's, that's amazing you're like no dave that, that's terrible i'm like oh okay yeah um uh, one but don't drive down the middle lane on an empty yeah, don't drive the middle lane on an empty motorway. It's could ludicrous. Potentially miss out on a prize at the retro rides gathering. <laughs> and that's important. Yes, so, um, most people are thinking of when they're driving their van down the middle lane. Uh, uh, when we're, we're, we're coming uh, rapidly, we're trying to keep this relatively compact this time, seeing as we sprawled about last time. Um, I have a question for you from yes. uh, Bryn, um, which maybe sort of dovetails in with this. Um, so, uh, he says, do you feel satisfied with your need to modify cars by drawing them? That is a very, very good question. Thank you, Brent. Um, partly, um, could I drive a standard car and just draw pictures of cars and be happy? No. Um, I, but is it a, a real opportunity to be able to have an idea and then to do an illustration of it and then put it in a magazine the same month. Yeah, very much so. That's uh, uh, that's me building two feature cars a month and getting paid for it. 
um, which is definitely a good way to do your car hobby. <laughs> so you, uh, you, you, you now own those ideas, right? I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. So you the can... question, uh, to bring that into this conversation then, yeah. the question, if someone built one of your cars, say they managed to build the Target Top Volvo 480 slammed on Sentra, I'm not taking your nonsense tape on the wheels thing, uh, yeah. actual Sentras on it, yeah. um, on Air Ride, all that stuff, uh, in Peppermint Green, if that turned up at the show, would that be allowed to win a prize because you built that car? I would just give the prize to myself. Um, okay. That's all that would happen there. I would literally take the trophy, I'd show it to the whoever built it and put the effort in and go, I'll just take this home, thanks. <laughs> that seems like the fair thing to do. People have built my cars. Um, have they now? I'd like uh, to see some more of those. Yeah, I can think of a, I can think of examples where I've seen sort of the paint ideas and stuff appear, and you can't definitely go, yeah, that was me. But I've seen enough cars where I think, I think some of that came from me, but not all the case. But I know for sure someone built a two-door Mark II Escort estate that I drew once. They literally took the picture to someone who built cars, and then someone built it. Uh, and it That's ended up with awesome. Classic Ford feature. Um, I need to see that now. Yeah, see how close it came to the illustration. He I always like you did a you did a color. You did a Granada uh, many years ago on Audi five spokes oh, um, that was slammed on the floor, and you put our suicide doors on the back by just moving the handle, which is is pretty close to real life, right? Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I've always wanted to build that. It's been one of my favourite things you've drawn for a very long time. But the Volvo four eighty. Um, with the target top has managed to supersede that now as the car that I will build when I have um, uh, infinite volume of money. Yeah, that is that is quite an unusual build. That one that would I'd love to see that one built. Um, probably yeah. wouldn't be that expensive in reality. No, they they still pop up. Some like, I keep an eye out for them, um, and they pop, pop up's up. a good word. Very clever. Pop up, yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, although nowadays, you as soon as you're target topping something, you're then worrying about your BIVA or whatever it's called this month. So yeah, it's a bit iffy in the beaver department when you do it things is. like that. You don't yeah. want something iffy in the beaver department. You don't want someone checking out your beaver. No. Right. So anyway, um, that's a rambling ramble about how we fail miserably to judge cars in a manner that people find acceptable. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that at the end of this podcast, no one is any wiser about how to win a retro rides award apart from building a car they really like and then yeah. we have to like i think that is exactly exactly correct and i definitely want to do um uh, uh, an episode around car ideas and yeah. coming up with cohesive thoughts for your car because i think it's um good for good projects so um i will see if i can get that together um in the meantime um That's a ladder falling over in the background, and that's the end of the podcast.